0: too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of MC, Troy, and Eric.
1: Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes, to
2: seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise,
1: to boldly
3: go where several podcasts have probably gone before.
2: I didn't come up with an alternate title. Now I can't think of one. I'm too on the spot. Let's just start the show. Hey, it's too young for this track. This is the podcast where we make Tyler watch stuff. <laughs> I haven't recorded for the past two weeks. I don't remember how we do this. Uh, Hey, hey, uh, I'm Troy. And everybody else is silent. Why? I was waiting for someone else. I'm Troy. And that's Tyler. <laughs>
1: I'm Eric. And I'm MC. There we go. I thought Tyler was going to
2: say something when I said that's Tyler. (laughs)
0: Uh, So this week we watched half of uh, The Wrath of Khan. And so we watched up until uh, Kirk says, Khan! Um, Yep. So I think that's like an hour 13. Did everybody watch the um, director's cut? I did. Definitely. Definitely. Did everyone watch it on Eric's Voodoo account?
2: <laughs> well, let's no. take that part out.
1: <laughs> uh, I actually watched it on um, an Australian-only um, service. Nice. That has all of the Star Trek movies.
0: I should know what it's called. Uh, I'm blanking. What is it called? I have the Blu-ray sitting on my shelf. Uh, every Australian podcast mentions it on basically every oh.
2: episode. It's not, what, what is it? Oh, shoot. It's not space. That's the Canadian one. What is it, MC? Stan.
3: Stan,
0: yeah. I haven't seen it.
2: it that's what their service is. That's, that's their sci-fi streaming service. <laughs> you Australians with your special exclusive clubs, and also your very slow internet, and also your overpriced everything, and also your overly censored everything. Oh, uh, yeah. And also your everything on your entire continent trying to murder you all the time. And your free healthcare. Well, that too. Uh, they have to have that because the, the of all uh, the murder animals.
1: The only thing that <laughs> right. uh, I'm a little bit uh, upp- upset about is the um, the over uh, censoring of video games.
2: Mm. That's a weird thing. It is totally not relevant to Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, though, unless yeah. they censored out the ear eels in your version, which would be weird.
1: That would It'd be Because rude. those things no. are nasty. Mm-hmm. Definitely in there.
2: <laughs> um. We'll talk about this. is that what, what do we do next do we sit do, are we do we do which one is this for tyler
1: okay to so normally
0: uh, normally the... <laughs> how this works is
2: we've done like 20 episodes and we still
0: don't have a format
2: down <laughs> no Sorry.
0: normally we say hey we watched the blah 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 also known as
2: mm-hmm. okay okay we watched part one of the wrath con which is not a two-part film but we made it one
0: <laughs> which is also known for as Entertainment Alimony
2: w. In space
0: Kirk's too old for this ship
3: Or Paradise Lost Star Trek Edition Part 2
1: <laughs> Of three <laughs> Of three Or Kirk isn't a Boy Scout Yeah,
2: he's yeah. many
1: things, but he's not a Boy <laughs> Scout <laughs> <laughs> it, was
2: this, uh, Is that about sex? Is this? that line about sex? Anyway, um, so much of Star Trek is about sex
3: Hey, I got another alternate title for you guys.
2: Kobayashi Marooned. Ah, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, Tyler, which one?
0: It especially works for Which one is this most well-known of all of the Star Trek movies? Uh, this is the one where Kirk takes an entire crew of Redshirts to their space graves at the hands of his arch-enemy, he met that one time, Khan. <laughs> Yeah, ironically, almost everyone who died was actually wearing a white shirt when, like, most people are wearing red shirts, but, yeah. Yeah, the uniforms are
2: strange in this one. We'll talk about that after we do a summary in the 23rd century. (coughs) I choked myself saying summary like that. Hang on. (laughs) In the 23rd century, Captain Kirstie Alley defies intergalactic treaty by flying the starship Titanic directly at a Klingon-shaped iceberg, leading to the deaths of beloved characters Spock, McCoy, Uhura, and even Sulu! Just kidding. It was all simulation being led by none other than Captain, excuse me, Admiral Jim, carries his own backlight with him, Kirk, who has somehow been put in charge of teaching youngsters how to follow the rules... You see, the spacefaring heroes we all fell in love with on Star Trek are all way too old to star in a second movie, so they're training up the next generation to take over as the crew of the Enterprise. Just kidding. William Shatner jumps straight back into the captain's chair and holds onto it for dear life for the next six movies. Meanwhile... Chekhov checks out the planet next door to the one Khan and Singh was abandoned on 15 years prior, without so much as mentioning the dictator displaced in time to his captain. It's no big deal though, because SETI Alpha 6 is a lifeless planet, except for some bugs on it. Just kidding. It's actually SETI Alpha 5 they visit, and Khan is there, and he puts mind-controlling bugs in their ears and then uses them to hijack something called the Genesis Project. The lead scientist on the Genesis Project, Dr. Carol Marcus, calls up Kirk to file a perfectly impersonal complaint about her technology being co-opted by the military or the exploration-based organization with world-destroying weapons. Oh, just kidding. She's Kirk's ex-lover and the mother of his bastard son. So now she's
0: personal. That wasn't in the movie. Kirk has a bastard son? Yeah, that was in the movie.
2: Did I just spoil something in the second half? Yeah. Oops. He kind of (laughs) did. Over on Chekhov's ship, one of Khan's men points out that the sole motivation of Khan Noonie and Singh was to find a planet he could rule over, and that having a ship of their own means that they could just do that, so the genetically engineered army sets off to find a quiet place to settle. Just kidding. Khan puts his whole crew at risk to exact personal revenge against James He Tasks Me, Kirk. The two ships have a shooty-shooty space battle against each other, and Kirk destroys Khan's ship and saves the day in the universe. Just kidding. They end their fight in a stalemate, then Kirk goes to the space station and then to the planet where Khan plans to strand him by destroying the Enterprise. Then Kirk yells Khan real loud. Khan! Khan! Did I really? Is, did that not get mentioned in the first half of the movie? Nope.
0: I, For nah. real? Nope, nope.
2: Oh, well, spoilers! Oh, yeah
0: oops yeah like i know you're talking about at least she has a son with her maybe it's another son Mm -hmm.
2: that would definitely be what would happen that would make a lot actually with how this movie goes that would be what they do she'd be like remember how we had a son and he'd be like and then it wouldn't be him because (laughs) just kidding a lot
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that happens about three quarters of the way through the film that it or a little bit further after the calm bit, at least.
0: Yeah, but that—I guess that explains why he hates Kirk so much. Uh,
2: the problem I have is that I've seen this movie a lot, so I know this movie really well. So, like half of those notes I wrote before I even sat down to watch it, because I just—I know this movie pretty well. But apparently, I don't remember the timing of it. I thought it came up though in that conversation where she—he was where she's like, he's not a boy scout because he had sex with me. I thought that no, in that line of dialogue, she explained it.
0: I don't remember her telling oh, her son that she had sex with Kirk.
2: Yeah, she said he's not a boy scout; he's a dirty gigolo who did me wrong. <laughs> that, that's the full line of dialogue. You might have you might have not watched the director's director's cut, so that's probably <laughs> why you didn't hear that line. The Troy cut. Um, did the opening trick you at all, Tyler? The 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 Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, it did.
0: I assumed I had, like missed something from the first movie, and like not okay. at all. I knew everyone that was dying wasn't going to like stay dead but when I saw someone else in the captain's seat I'm like who, who, who the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> there apparently before this movie
2: came out there were uh, rumors that a character was gonna die and so they wrote the Kobayashi Maru scene just because they're like listen we've heard that there's all these rumors that we're going to kill off a character in this movie. So we're going to write a scene where we just kill everyone at the beginning so that people
0: lose their damn minds. It's funny. I, I like that. That just imp- like, that just means that all of those officers were just pretending they were just acting for
3: fun. It is, it is a little strange, right? Yeah. Like there's that part where, where the console blows up in his butt. I think <laughs> yeah, it, <is.
0: laughs> it did shoot straight up his butthole. Um, <laughs> like a- his pants are singed. And yeah. So,
1: Tyler, I'm I'm, I'm going to catch you up on what happened in uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. <laughs> there was a lot of shots of the Enterprise in space. That there you go. You, you got it. That's the whole you, thing. You watched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Have you Have you seen? Um... Stanley Kubrick's Slow Objects Moving in Space movie, Tyler? Nope. <laughs> 2001.
0: I can't think of what it's called.
2: Oh, 2001.
3: Yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey. No,
0: I own it, but I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> I can confirm this. Oh, okay. I've seen it on his shelf. <laughs> he has. <laughs> what you can do, Tyler, is is put that on on one input on your TV and put Star Trek The Motion Picture on on a different input on your TV. And then he takes some LSD. Flip the remote back and forth between them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you'll actually enjoy both movies that way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just go back and forth. The pacing is so slow. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that movie, guys. We're here to talk about the Ratacon in which everyone dies at the beginning, and then they're all fine, and then Kirk comes in. What is with that backlight? So Kirk's in charge of the simulation, which I, I made the joke in the summary that he carries his own backlight. I gotta believe that being in charge of this simulation, he put that backlight in himself. Like the first time they ran it, and he had to reveal himself to to the you know trainee. He was like, "That sounds like he's flashing." It just wasn't them. dramatic enough. That's in character. What if we put in a real big light behind me?
0: (laughs) So can we talk about their uniforms?
3: Yeah. What'd you think of the new uniforms? Uh, I don't like them. This is the first appearance of the red uniforms, by the way.
0: (gasps) I don't like them. They look like way more like militaristic and they're just kind of (laughs) like bland. I mean, they're bright.
2: You you must be Tyler Bon Jovi because you just shot me through the heart.
0: Really? You you all love them?
2: <laughs> oh, my sure, God. I look so disappointed right now. Huh. I like If I them. had a lot of money, like an unreasonable amount of money, I would buy one of these uniforms. Same, bro. I like the DS9 uniforms a lot. But the thing is, is that I could buy a DS9 uniform without having an unreasonably huge amount of money because they're not that expensive. These uniforms are fucking expensive. But I love yeah. them. I want them.
1: They give me very much like USSR vibes with those <laughs> uniforms. yeah All the red and black. Yeah. And, and like even like the over the shoulder like clip the floppy down
2: clipy I, thing.
3: Yeah. I dig
2: it. that Kirk gets blood <laughs> all over
3: at
0: one point <laughs> <does>. and then <laughs> just
2: leaves. Like yeah. he just leaves his bloody handprint on
0: his chest. That's a little strange. Yeah. I don't know. They look he, like the bad guys like with those <laughs> uniforms. Yes. <yeah. laughs>
1: I also like how the collars and the strap, like, identify them as, like, mm-hmm. yeah. w- what part of um the system they're part of. What department. Yeah. Uh, I-, I like Sulu's yellow, and uh, I think the Doctor's is, like, a teal green, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, no, uh, no, 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 McCoy's no. is, like, teal. It's
2: really subtle.
1: Yeah. I have
2: two uniform things. First of all, Tyler, have you figured out when Discovery takes place in relationship <laughs> to other Star Trek yet? Do you know?
0: Um, I mean, I know it takes place like a similar time to the original series, but that's all I know. Okay, cool. That's all you need to know. So I need you to
2: I need you to go with me on the journey where (laughs) they had the uniforms from Discovery and then within, you know, two or three decades, they had the uniforms from the original series. And then within two or three decades of that, they had these red uniforms from the movie and then within like four or five decades of that, they have the uniforms that Picard wears on the original series. Yep. And then those uniforms, you know, we've seen Picard now, what, fit five decades later on Star Trek Picard? Pretty much the same uniform. Yeah, they they added a <laughs> couple little like, you know, embellishments, but it's pretty much the same. So they, they finally found a format that works, I guess. I want to point out, though, these red
3: uniforms technically last in the timeline up until the end of the Enterprise C. So, like, right up until the next generation, they're still wearing Mm -hmm. these red uniforms. So that's probably even longer
2: than the Picard uniforms. That could be. And then they switch back to, what about primary colors? What about those again? Yeah. I have another uniform-based question, though, which is, so, Tyler, you've talked about the red uniforms they wear. What about their away mission uniforms? Mm. Did you uh, did states. you make note of that? Not the space. The, the the big coats that they wear when they go to the space station.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, everybody's got on big coats. Yeah. Oh yeah, I um, remember those looked like they would be very warm. Like those look kind of cool. I like those. Um, talking about those spacesuits for a second like the one that uh Chekhov was wearing why does it have a handle is it for the sole purpose of con picking him up <laughs> yeah <laughs> him up. pretty much that, I think. It's, it's like
2: the gamecube you've got to have a handle why not
0: <laughs>
2: i mean i imagine maybe it's for like repelling off of something they got a clip well or like if you're doing somewhere. like floating in space uh what are those evas EDA. and you've got a buddy you know yeah. that way your buddy can help you out or something. Or you can grab it by the neck.
3: Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> well, well, but... well, okay. So yeah. was was I know they were in a sandstorm. Was Checkoff tethered to Captain Tyrell with the little clipy thing? Because so. if they weren't, then it's. I think like it's a like for hilarious. hanging
0: it. It makes it easy to like put it away. They like hook it on the wall. Mm, I don't there know. we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense um i have to
2: admit something i was so excited about all this uniform talk that i forgot that khan was in this movie until tyler said asked if the handles were so khan could hold you up in there and i was like (laughs) what is he
3: talking
1: about
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we watched wrath of khan we're not just this is not just our 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 uniform uniform special oops yeah
1: Yeah. uh so it's kirk's birthday yep hmm and He's um
2: that's, that's the whole plot of the start yeah. of this movie. is. Ain't Kirk old? <laughs> He's old and, and
1: cranky. He gets a book from Spock, and then Bones comes by and gives him Romulan ale and glasses. Romulan ale? Why, Bones, you know this is illegal. I only use it for medicinal
0: purposes. Now, you open this one. I'm almost afraid to. What is it? On aphrodisiacs? No. More antiques for your collection.
2: Kirk's got a dope house. I
0: love Kirk's. Is this on a space movie. station or is this on Earth?
1: No, that's on Earth. You can look out the windows. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I wasn't sure.
3: I love like how his place is decked out with all this like cool all these cool historic like antiques and stuff. He's got suits of armor, he's got this old wooden ship model. <laughs> And then you got like this futuristic building outside the window and it's a nice subtle
2: touch. The only problem I have with his decor, Eric, is that that decor would yeah. fit great for Picard. But for Kirk, I'm like, he doesn't know what any of this shit is. Like, I think that that house came decorated that way. And he was like, I guess I'll just leave this here. <laughs> I think they're
3: ad- trying to add a little depth to Kirk. <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't see his treasure chest
0: in, in that. He, maybe uh, he opened his treasure chest. And that's where all that stuff came from.
1: You guys are focused on all the wrong things in this scene. Uh, so you're focused on... It's a fantastic like, scene. ...the background and everything. But have you seen well, Kirk yeah, and Bones and what they're wearing? Their casual outfits <laughs> look ridiculous. <laughs> We're back to uniform (laughs) time. No, they're not wearing wearing uniforms.
3: No, this is just what people wear in the 23rd
2: century. Tell me about it. What do they got?
1: He's got, like, a shirt that's, like, padded up around the neck or something. And he's wearing, like, a robe that's, like, a wine color. This is Kirk, by the way. And then he's got, like, dress (laughs) shoes on. And Bones comes in wearing, like, this long coat. He takes it off. He's in... I can't tell if it's a one piece suit like a jumpsuit with a shirt underneath it or if it's two different bits that are just colored weird and made to match the the jacket going into the pants with like the the, the pants are two toned. It's like the crotch and on the inside of the legs is one colour and on the outside of the legs is a different colour it's ridiculous
3: i was too busy looking for kirk's treasure chest yeah no
1: Uh
0: oh. <laughs> yeah it, i didn't really pay attention to what they were wearing like i don't know there, there's a lot to take in um i really like that kirk needs glasses even though every other person in the universe can just get like an injection or something and it cures <laughs> aging eyes
2: yeah redneck's fine um, have you met Geordi
0: LaForge? I think he has other problems, but... That's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought it, it's kind of weird that he has to have glasses that are, like, several hundred years old because they can't just manufacture new ones for some reason, and they're also his prescription. Like, they also work for him, you know? Like, I'm sure Troy and yeah. MC can... You know, they both have glasses. Oh, you, you can can't see us.
1: You, you can pop the lenses out and just... Get different prescriptions for the lens.
0: Yes, but Bones specifically said that it's very rare to find a pair that has both lenses in them. In them, so he just I, found that's some for random a vintage ones. pair. Yeah, they're four hundred years old, and you don't find many with the lenses still intact. What is it? For your eye.
3: Uh, can we rewind and talk about the music a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. This so. I got to hear what are your thoughts uh on the opening theme Tyler. You're not going to like
0: this. Really? It's fine. Um it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, oh. none of the Star Trek theme songs. Like I think I I think it's just something you have to hear more multiple times before it becomes like you know like I don't know like embedded in you and like you really start to enjoy it cuz just hearing it like I mean a different one every week, like I could not tell you what the sound except for
1: Enterprise.
0: Yeah, except for Enterprise. That one's I know that one.
1: Is this the one that goes like?
0: Sounds about right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the lalalalala's in it, it's got the ramp up. Like the, yeah.
0: I know at the end of the opening credits, which lasts for like three minutes, um, it plays like a little bit of the original series theme.
3: Yeah, well, like it starts out with like those iconic notes, but then it like gets like really epic, you know. And yeah, it's probably pure nostalgia for me. I've seen this movie, what, 20 times at least. Um, but really funny note. The other day I was watching Kroll and it's got uh, James Horner doing the music and it sounds
2: just <laughs> like the soundtrack. <laughs> Kroll also has that is that the one where the guy has the knife the that's like a frisbee covered of yeah. knives? That has that yep. has Eddington is in it. Eddington is is, is yep. the guy in Kroll. Uh we'll meet Eddington.
0: <laughs> oh someday. well while we're talking yeah. about people from things, I realized that I know the actor who plays Khan from another movie. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a movie that we act- I actually mentioned on the first episode of season two, The Naked Gun. He's the oh, villain in right. it. That's <laughs>
3: right. Yeah, he's totally in that. Yeah,
0: and he dies yeah. in the most hilarious way. <laughs> to me. <laughs> I gotta he, rewatch he, that. He gets like shot with like a dart that's just supposed to stun him, and then he falls off of a baseball stadium, gets ran over by a steamroller, gets ran over by a bus, and then gets trampled by a marching band.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. And
0: then one of the people Damn. watching is like my father went the same way.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, while we're talking about Ricardo Montalban, uh, what did you think about his costume? Yeah. I think that's the last costume we have to touch so on. So I love. It his looks
0: reveal. like the fusion suit from Dragon Ball Z, like the collar <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But it wor- he's working it.
3: What do you think of his Michael Jackson gloves?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were they were sparkly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious where he found all of that stuff.
2: Well, that's don't you remember when they um, marooned him on an abandoned planet? He was wearing that out. <laughs> he wasn't wearing. <laughs> I so they put him back in his me, golden bikini, right? That's what he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> it almost
3: looks like their outfits are like kind of retrofitted from the material they had around them. You know, it almost looks like his suit is like what is that stuff from the inside of like walls?
1: Uh, insulation.
3: It almost looks like it's like an insulation
2: kind of thing going on. You know, hmm. <laughs> it's probably really itchy. And they they said they had like shipping containers there too. So mm. Kirk apparently left them with some stuff, which <laughs> <laughs> the implication yeah. last time around was that he wasn't really leaving them there with anything. But clearly yeah. left him with something, although not enough to build a spaceship. Which, if I recall, was Tyler's mm. prediction
0: on how Con was going to get off the planet. They were going to build a spaceship out of wood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right yeah i didn't a see um, how, how do you think um uh well how do you feel about how he actually got off the planet
0: mm. um so i i remember you making a joke about the fact that oh i remember troy making a joke about the fact that um Chekhov was in the episode space seed but then yeah you know i think
2: eric talked about okay that, but yes, yes, it was, yes 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 yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I liked it. Other than that, I mean, I can imagine that Chekhov was there and they definitely saw each other. But, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I do guess. believe
2: Khan Con- Con calls him one of the little people, right? <laughs> <But isn't that laughs> yes. That I don't
0: remember isn't that. that but...
2: So I-, I think he says, like, I recognize you. You're one of the little people. So I think that that is their attempt to justify it, that, like, he saw him mm-hmm. on the ship. But he wasn't one of the important people, which is why we never saw him on the ship yeah. at yeah. that point. I, exactly. I
0: wish he would have like gotten his name wrong, because he's like, I never forget a face. I wish he would have been <laughs> all, like, you're Jack off, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. But you, I never forget a face.
1: Mr. chuckle Isn't it? Well, he also...
2: <laughs> they could have also, like, had it be l- literally any other character that's on the planet, though. Yeah. Like, you could have had it be freaking Riley, and it would have worked just as well. It didn't have to be Chekhov that went to SETI Alpha 5 and or 6. I
0: still don't remember which it is. <laughs> it's 5, uh, sort of.
2: It's... Okay. Well... Yes. They were marooned on City Alpha Six,
0: and then it but ag- then
2: City Alpha Five. <laughs> no, they
0: 5
3: were
2: they were marooned on
3: City Alpha Five, but the orbit shifted. Something happened. Yeah. So okay. That-
0: so this is what I but heard. But that doesn't work. So they were on, yeah, they were on City Alpha Five, but it exploded, not killing them, but it killed everything else on the planet, pushed them into a different orbit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. now they're further out than what was City no, Alpha no, no. Six. So when.
2: They weren't on the planet that exploded. The planet next door exploded. City okay, Alpha four. the problem is,
3: Was it four?
0: Then why
2: did their planet... No. The, H- can they not The count? problem is they moved the wrong way <laughs> in the order because SETI Alpha 1 yeah. would be closest to the sun. Right, sure. yeah, yeah, that's true. So then 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So they were marooned on SETI Alpha so, 6. They were
3: on 5. They were totally on 5. This
2: is SETI Alpha 5! They and were on six 5. Exploded. SETI Alpha 6 blew up. And then somehow Chekhov flew in and was like, "Yep, that's SETI Alpha Six over there. That fifth one in the in the rings. If you count them, one, two, three, four, five, six. So number five is six now." Okay, can,
1: can we just talk about um, how Starfleet planets suck science? Have the same rotation? They they're not all in a line. They they have their own like arcs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they
2: have maps and charts, MC. Yeah, they should know better. They should have. Been able there's to somebody to whose whole job on the ship yeah. is to look at planets and go that one. <laughs> and that guy looked at the fifth planet in the system and went, "Yep, that's six Yeah. He also, there's a planet missing, but nobody worried about that. <laughs> yeah. And also, Chekhov didn't say anything about, "Hey, there's a dictator on one of these <laughs> planets." Like they get down there, and Captain Terrell's like, "So anyway, Chekhov, who's your friend?" And he's like, "Oh, Konudian Singh, a dictator from the 21st century who somehow ended up in our time." Don't worry, it mm. happened on Kirk's Enterprise, to but we didn't fair. tell anybody or put it in any logs. Exactly. Apparently.
0: I'm pretty sure Kirk's like, don't tell anyone, so off. Yeah. like, <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, I like when, as soon as he sees the Botany Bay um, thing, he's like, Botany Bay? We Botany need to, Bay? We need to get off this planet right now. Let's <laughs> get off this planet. And then, of course, he runs into all the sup- superhumans right then
3: i feel like that moment would have been a lot more effective too if khan wasn't in the title like if that was a reveal within the movie and you're like oh shit
2: it's from that one episode the problem with that idea eric is that star trek the motion picture came out after this so they had to convince people to come see another star trek movie eric froze when i made a joke directly at eric's expense yeah i didn't hear it sorry what was that it's cool can i tell you about Seti eels after some commercials Sure. Okay. We'll be right back after commercials. Whoosh.
0: If you're a fan of
3: our podcast and want to help support the show, check out our Patreon. Where you can unlock tons
0: of exclusive content like behind-the-scenes clips, extended tangents, random shenanigans, and even a chance to vote on what Star Trek episode we force tyler to watch next that's me <laughs> <laughs> for just three dollars a month
3: you can support the good folks at too young for this trek and get access to dork seduction
2: seduce. 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 where mc eric troy
3: and tyler take turns trying to seduce each other with the trek adjacent stuff <laughs> they love
0: including but not limited to galaxy quests Battlestar star galactica
1: stargate and so much more Unfortunately, we don't live in a socialist utopia and things cost money. So where will your valuable Latinum go?
0: To be honest, mostly self-esteem, knowing people are listening and enjoying the show enough to join the Patreon will make putting in the work to create it much easier.
3: Just
2: beam on over to Patreon.com slash too young for this track. That's patreon.com slash the number two, young, the number four, this track. Link
0: in the show notes make it so seduced
3: do you like k-pop anime astrology general shenanigans hi i'm chelsea and i'm Haley, host of the
2: uwu podcast chelsea what's uwu uwu is the feeling you get of too much cuteness or an overwhelming feeling of happiness New episodes every Wednesday. Catch us almost everywhere podcasts are available. Podcasts so cute, it'll make you go... ooh So, Seti eels are the only native inhabitant of Seti Alpha, whatever the hell planet this is. This is Seti Alpha 5! And they... Are creepy little buggers That you can take and stick in somebody's ear hole And control them Now, there's two things I want to point out with this One, Khan is an Earthman From the 1990s Khan knows nothing of outer space How the hell did he figure out That you could take creepy earworms And put them in somebody's head And then mind control them
1: uh, He said that All- he had lost 20 people To these things Yep. So Right
2: so how many of his people die just from the earworms crawling in their ears on their own and then Khan figured out, hey, if I put him in there, then I
0: can manipulate <laughs> the people. Uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming he like manipulated them, the ones that just went in on their own. You know, <laughs> so anybody can manipulate them.
2: I, I have so many questions, but number two, point number two, point the second Is we have official confirmation. If anybody is listening to this and thinking little slugs that crawl in people's ears, that sounds familiar to me, a child who grew up in the 1990s. That's because you also read the Animorphs. And Michael Grant, one of the authors of the Animorphs, confirmed for us on Twitter that the Seti Eels were a direct inspiration for the Yerks in the Animorphs series, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I saw that tweet.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah. When I was like 20, I was in a car helping a friend move some boxes. And they were like, oh, there's an earwig on these boxes. And I was like, what's an earwig? And they were like, oh, it's a little bug that can crawl into your ears. And then I crashed the car and I died because <laughs> I was so scared. Because I am horrified of the idea of things crawling into my ears because I think they're going to control my brain because of both this movie and the Animorphs. And so I'm Ooh. a ghost and have been for a long time. Yeah, I, I wish um,
0: you guys, you listeners, could see the pure like, shock on um, Eric's face. <laughs> when Troy said he crashed and died, he <laughs> 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 was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" we ghosts. The
3: the the <laughs>
2: I'm
3: like, a, 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 a ghost!" We hear
0: dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those buggers are really creepy. Um, don't they also? Yeah. They go into their ear and then they grow and kill the people eventually, right? Wasn't that? Sad?
3: Yeah. Yes. Well, there's that scene where he's like bleeding out of his ear and shit. Ugh.
1: You saw the size of the big one.
0: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm guessing they sort of grow up to be like that and then burst out of people's skulls.
0: Yeah, but I think Chekhov cures himself by falling and then it just crawled out.
2: And the other guy cures himself by shooting himself in the head with a phaser. Well, I guess that's not a cure.
0: Well, he got the bug.
1: (laughs) I mean, he he, is no longer being mind controlled. He pulls the babies off the mum dumps them into their helmets, and then puts their helmets back on their spacesuits. It's so creepy. Yeah, And it's the an whole time, scene. Khan is doing, like, this big speech towards Chekhov and the other captain, and he's like, this is what's happened to us. You've left us here. You didn't come and check up on us again. Hell, you didn't even write a report so someone else could come check up on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. It, it, what, what the hell? Just slipped
2: Kirk's mind.
1: Yeah. And of course, he's pissed Do you off. think
2: that Kirk just neglected to write reports about anything that happened in any episode we've seen? Like, I, back at Starfleet Command, they're like, oh, we've got the report from Kirk for this week, and <laughs> oh, it seems nothing interesting happened. They did a little bit of star <laughs> charting. Ooh, they saw an asteroid, but it was a safe distance away and not causing disruptions in the space-time continuum. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like all his logs got, like, accidentally deleted in that fifth year of the mission or something. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> and he was, like, trying to remember. He's like, what happened, like, two years ago with that one guy? I can't remember which planet that was. Oh, well.
2: You know.
0: <laughs> Do you think anyone reported that time he was missing for three months? Wait, what? Oh, when
2: he got married? Yeah and had a child almost oh yeah i forgot that happened
0: (laughs) when he was a god for a minute
2: (laughs) (laughs) when he was a native american god in space man can you believe that on star trek the original series they did an episode where a character on the show became a native american god in space what a dumb idea that next generation wouldn't possibly in its seventh season (laughs) um i think it happened in
3: voyager too (laughs) Really?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Voyager had a Native American on the ship at least. I mean it was a Mexican guy playing a Native American written by white guys. So it's like (laughs) barely, but at least there was some sort of an excuse for it.
0: So tying it back to the original series uh, McGivers is maybe mentioned because Khan says yes. his wife died. Yeah. Yeah, she. she yeah. Is. It's pretty sad.
2: But he doesn't ever say, my wife, <laughs> the my historian wife. from Kirk's ship.
0: My wife. <laughs> like, yeah. Khan's famous line, my wife. My wife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, but now we have to figure out how to do that in a Ricardo Montalban impression. Uh, no, no. I got nothing. MC's working on it.
3: Uh, my wife.
2: My wife. Emphasis. Yeah, you have to get angry <laughs> yeah. and, and bring it out. You got to roll the R.
3: Is there even an R in there? I don't <laughs> <laughs> my wife.
2: <laughs> I love him. He's so good. Yeah. My beloved wife. Um, If we can talk just for a second again about, about Khan's look, uh, Tyler, I have an important. Historical debate. I need your thoughts on, and I probably should have messaged you this in advance so you could think about it, but I didn't. So you're just on the (laughs) spot spot right now. Do you think that was Ricardo Montebon's
0: chest? Mm, That's a good question. I mean, his chest looked like that 15 years ago, so it could (laughs) be if he like kept it up. I I believe it is still up in the air. I I don't believe there is any like
2: consensus, but there is rampant rumors that he was wearing a prosthetic chest throughout a, the movie a plastic and there are certain shots chest. where it looks real weird <laughs> so either he's wearing a fake chest or dude's just weird looking
0: uh, it's very smooth it's like too smooth like he doesn't yeah. have pores so you could be right
2: <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's just part of his uh, uh eugenics enhancements uh, is that they I, they I do, bred the pores out of him i <laughs> do i do have one
3: more note about khan's look Did you notice the symbol he was wearing? Like he has this Mm. chain around his neck and it's the Starfleet symbol, but it's like, he went
2: out. What's that? What are those things called on the front of cars? What's that? What are those things on the front of cars? I was going to say he was out. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. He went and stole the like Mercedes Benz logo (laughs) off the front of a ship and (laughs) made a necklace out of it. I kind of like it.
1: It's all, like, burnt up and...
2: But where did it come from on his abandoned planet? <laughs> he's on. He's over in Space Australia, and he just happened to find a Starfleet emblem sitting on the ground?
3: Maybe it was from the cargo container. Oh, he does. just, like,
2: ripped it off and
3: was like, I
2: will wear this as a
3: reminder of the ones who stranded me or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Friend cook. For my alternate title, I tried to work in a reference to... Um, mad max but I, I couldn't make it work because mm-hmm. <laughs> like the that planet gives me mad takes place mad, in australia Yeah, i get mad oh, yeah. max vibes from that planet definitely and everyone's look
3: i was trying to think of something with beyond thunderdome but beyond regular no it doesn't work star trek beyond thunderdome because star, well, star beyond. trek Yes yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, I I reckon Mad Max has a bit more punk than um what we were seeing in the eugenics people. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think the eugenics uh warriors were <laughs> very much less punk and more like hobo glam metal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A little bit. They have. They look like hippies. Blowouts. Every single one of them has amazingly blown out hair. I don't know where they got hair dryers in Space Australia. Khan started a hair hair metal
3: band on SETI Alpha
2: 5 (laughs) before things went to shit. Yeah. (laughs) So. (gasps) They're called the SETI Eels. Oh. What happened to all the, the women? And the children. Anakin Skywalker.
0: I think there is a woman in his crew, right? There were women with them on Space Seed. There were no women anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe the eels got them. All twenty of the people that died were women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, I
1: don't know. And then ten
2: more women died because weren't there? There were thirty-two 30, women, 30, I think, yeah, 30, reported. Yeah. That's yeah. why Khan
1: was so pissed. 33, Something. Mm-hmm. Thirty-three, I think maybe all
0: my wives died. My <laughs> wives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: I mean, he was an Indian Sikh, Sikh, right? Is that a thing with? Never mind.
2: I don't know. I don't know much about that.
3: <laughs> I was just thinking, like a harem. I don't
2: know. I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. We're four white guys. <laughs> yeah. um, so shit. anyway, Kirk is taken. Kirk has a ship full of babies, and <laughs> the babies are in charge of the ship. And then Spock is actually in charge of them, the babies, and Kirk's in charge of Spock. Yeah, but then. Uh, Kirk's ex-boo calls up and is like, hey, it's bullshit that you're stealing my technology. And he's like, what's that? I can't it's hear you. Can you connection. turn up the volume on your phone? And I was like, man, Kirk really is getting too old. <laughs> like, he can't figure out how to turn up the volume on the, the call. <laughs> it's just—it's like listening to my parents when I try and call and tell them something. That's, that's mean. I love my parents. But <laughs> I feel bad about that joke now. They
0: can't figure out how to listen to this, so it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, he's going to run an inspe- an inspection of the ship as the admiral. Mm-hmm. This is Kirk going onto the ship, and can we talk about the electronic whistle?
0: I love that whistle. I'm glad. I kind of like it. it. Yeah, it's a nice touch. It made a really yeah. cool sound that I will insert right here because I don't remember what it sounded like exactly, and I don't know how to emulate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I wanna know why she had to bring it up to her lips if it's electronic.
0: <laughs> yeah. She just press a button. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh so what'd you think of the new Enterprise refit design? This is the first you've seen it, I think.
0: So just like the music, it did make like a huge impression on me. Like I couldn't oh. describe it to you. I'm sorry, Eric, I disappointed you. Do you love <laughs> it? Okay
3: i love it i think it's like one of the best starship designs uh that and the the reliant i think the reliant looks great too i don't know maybe it's something about
2: those nacelles that look like yeah yeah i don't know it's a cool update this, this, I, I think this movie does have cool ship design and it's like i'm glad that they did this redesign because if you're going to have Kirk hang on to that captain chair for another six movies, hey, make a cool ship for him to be piloting for those six movies as well. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, since we're talking about the designs of um, stuff in space, can we talk about the space station that the scientists are on?
2: Yeah. that The regular one station? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yep. Th- that thing I- looks awesome. Really, the, space station design in Star Trek never does it for me, except for Deep Space Nine. The Federation space stations, I think just they, they all look boring. And I think they all look the same, but that's not this movie's fault. That's Next Gen's fault, because Next Gen uses the footage of this space station over and over and over again throughout Next Gen. Huh. So you will see yeah. this a lot. Sometimes
0: they flip it upside down so that you won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't really... I didn't think it was as cool as the Deep Space Nine one either. It was just kind of, it was oh, there.
1: Yeah, no, the Cardassians have some style when it comes to designing <laughs> space stations.
0: They are a bunch
2: of assholes, but cool space stations. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible bed design. You don't want to sleep on a Cardassian hmm. bed. But if you could bring, like, a feather, California King, and put it inside a Cardassian design space station, that's the way
0: to do it. So, uh, Regular One, uh, question about it, who, so those people aren't part of Starfleet, Who mm-hmm. so there's just like other groups in space, I guess, from Earth?
1: Well, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, you
2: know how, you know how there's no money in Star Trek
1: except for when there mm-hmm. is?
0: It's, it's
1: kind of like that.
0: So there's no other people in space except for when there are.
1: I mean, there's other races that technically are part of the Federation, but they still have their own, like, spaceships and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, Vulcans have their own spaceships. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but these guys are human.
1: Well. So. Are they, though? Are they, Tyler? Humans would have their own spaceships as well like private you know but enterprise <laughs> it's hard yeah, to talk about okay. like,
2: i mean there's there's scientific group which typically would be a starfleet thing but i think they're specifically not so that this woman can have her her and david can have the stance of like screw the military mm-hmm. And if they were part of Starfleet, it would be harder for them to have that sense. This movie wasn't made by a Star Trek fan. It was made by a guy who actually, like, didn't know much about Star Trek when he started working on it. And he wanted to make more of a militaristic movie. And so I think he basically just, to, to fit the tone, he needed to separate out the scientists from Starfleet. Even though throughout the rest of Star Trek, like... Science is a primary goal of yeah. Starfleet, so it, it wouldn't really make sense for that them to not be Starfleet.
0: Yeah, like science is supposed to be like the driving force, like exploration yeah, and whatnot, yeah. not to like kill all the aliens or whatever.
1: But yeah, so like, there's still going to be like other organizations, other than Starfleet, that have a presence in space. I reckon it doesn't always have to be. I think Starfleet, because um, oh, what's the Vulcan um, scientific, the Vulcan Science Directive? Yeah, is uh, it the Science
2: Directorate? Maybe? Yeah, Directorate. I, anyway. I think um, the, yeah, they those... they have their own division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess yeah, it makes sense for humanity to have it. I think I think what I'm running up against an MC. I, I wonder if you'll agree with me on this is this wouldn't bother me if they gave a name to whatever organization Carol exactly. is representing
3: they're part of the federation just not part
2: of starfleet i guess but yeah but they like work with starfleet because the reliance on yeah.
3: to them i mean it's definitely not section 31 but it's, it's something else another branch i guess
1: oh look, let's not talk about that <laughs> sorry yet, because i don't think tyler knows about that he's
3: about to he's watching discovery
1: i oh, said true. too much um <laughs> <laughs> tyler you've seen the kelvin universe
0: yeah the movies, first two right? movies. yeah
1: yeah so the first two yeah no he he would recognize her name if you remember the movie
2: oh he probably doesn't <laughs> remember that yeah yeah she she was in the second movie in into darkness she shows up okay She's the one who gets unnecessarily undressed on camera. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about.
0: Women. I figured that was her. Just because I was like, yeah. who women that are in that movie? Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> women that were in that movie. Oh, you mean sex objects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got those. So, we've got have those we talked about movie? the Genesis project right. yet? Nope. Not really. No. no.
2: Take
3: it away. Uh, so it's like an insta-terraforming device? That's kind of what I gathered from it um yeah yes do you think that's possible
0: no <laughs> I don't know. maybe i, I mean <laughs> i don't know i feel like most maybe things are with possible
2: a lot of miracle grow it's it's basically <laughs> a nuclear bomb filled with, with miracle shit. grow, packed yeah, around I, the outside
3: i think it's a cool concept but it's just like how that worked though you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: how did it do that though and what other weird does. powers would it possibly have
0: yeah i it's interesting that it kills everything first mm-hmm. well yeah i mean yeah it,
2: that's messed up why not just make it not do that yeah,
0: exactly well that's a big, <laughs> big plot point
3: for like the next three movies so
2: what if what if instead of murdering everything it didn't murder everything Karl Marcus is like oh dang it i didn't think of that i could just <laughs> i could just have it not murder
3: everything uh so during that that briefing scene with spock he call he uh he calls uh the bible mythology and i kind of love that line did you catch that i don't remember that line yeah
0: i, I remember spock saying it literally is genesis
3: he talks about like <laughs> from like earth mythology or something
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah as a matter of cosmic history it has always been easier to destroy to create not anymore now we can do both at the same time
0: according to myth the earth was created in six days now watch out here comes genesis we'll do it for you in six minutes yeah which is no, fair i think that's yeah Call nice touch
2: people still know what the bible is but it's referred to as mythology sure
0: i i enjoy that um 15 years later bones and spock still have the same relationship by which you mean they're still a secret best friends you green-blooded inhuman
1: rich to admiral kirk
3: Well, you still get that that uh, was it that Trinity going on, you know, like uh, Kirk's kind of the guy in between and Spock's on one shoulder being all logical, and McCoy's the emotions on his other shoulder. I like that dynamic and I think they really played up well in
0: this movie during that scene.
2: So can we skip? Can we skip the shooty shooty part? I don't like <sighs> the shooty the shooty part, part in this part. Uh,
0: we have to talk about one thing in the shooty shooty part. We have to talk about the fact that Scotty's nephew gets uh, fridged.
2: Yeah. So this is where it's good that you watch the director's cut. Because can I tell you how this scene plays out in the original cut? Sure. It's a little bit different, isn't it? They never say the word nephew. Scotty just shows up on the bridge with a dead body in the middle of a firefight and, and is like, it. they killed this guy. <laughs> and Kirk's like, ah shit, and then that's it. He has oh. so
3: much more emotional weight knowing who that is and all that.
0: Yeah, because I actually like that scene until I thought about the fact that I'm like, hey, they just introduced this person to kill them, so we feel bad. Yeah. But yeah, I thought like Scotty, yeah. you know, like I felt sad for a second there.
3: It adds weight, it adds stakes. Use the word giving.
0: What is given? Warp speed. Aye. Why? I'm sorry, Scotty. (laughs) Thank you. I know you tried, Doctor. Scotty, I have to ask. Is there any chance of getting the man's back on the
2: line? They could kill anybody. Oh, probably not. not. That's what, first they did that scene at the (laughs) beginning where they're like, look, we killed everybody, huh? Get it, nerds? And then they're like, all right, all right. No, for real, though, we killed Scotty's nephew, everybody's
3: (laughs) favorite character, Skippy. And then Discovery came out and they literally killed everyone. (laughs) The first episode, second episode. Well, yeah. Uh, Khan has a lot of good lines in this part he he has a lot of lines uh, he has a lot of good lines i think all of his dialogue's great um i love this part though where after hijacking their reliant one of his men tries to convince him to just like warp away and instead of picking a fight with kirk and yeah he he's like he tasks me he tasks me and i shall have him you know and he like starts yes. quoting shit
2: that line's very good that line's very good he also quotes that old Klingon proverb when he's talking to Kirk where he says have you heard the old Klingon proverb that revenge is a dish (laughs) best served cold I love it so much which has so many problems
1: ah Kirk my old friend do you know the Klingon proverb that tells us revenge is a dish that is best served cold it is very cold in Spain.
2: One, not a Klingon proverb. <laughs> and two, Klingons don't serve anything cold. Klingons would be like, Revenge is a dish best served with blood wine next to it or something.
0: And also, shit. Like,
2: not it's
3: cold. How
0: does, how does he know about Klingons?
3: Did he have a, mm. did he have like a history book uh, for the future uh, to pass <laughs> the
2: time? Well, he did have the future history and right. she would know his, all about it. That tracks, yeah. <laughs> He literally had never heard the phrase Revenge is a Dish yeah. <laughs> of Cold when he was on Earth. And then she was like, yeah, it's a Klingon saying. And he's like, "Ah, I'm going to use that someday when I meet my friend.
0: K- yeah. oh, God. She was bad at her job, so she probably just like lied to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Um, the,
2: the So the Relying Code scene is kind of cool. I love this scene. Where like basically... Kirk gets his butt handed to him by Khan, and Khan's like, "Now you're gonna give me all the information on Genesis." And Kirk's like, "All right, just let me get it from the computer." But what he's secretly doing is that there's like command codes that will let them override Reliance computer from the Enterprise. Why does this exist? I don't know. Apparently, for exactly this circumstance. Yeah, basically,
0: he basically said that if someone
2: like hijacks
3: another Federation ship, they can just come in and just like disable it. So I,
2: but so. Hang on, couldn't Khan, if he knew what he was doing, have pulled up the Enterprise's command codes from the Reliance computer and done that to Kirk? Because that makes that seem like a very bad system.
0: He wouldn't have known the password. Yeah. So, okay, this is only a vague memory. I think this happened in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So they, they mentioned the, was it the Kobayashi Maru? Yes. Like that. Kirk like does that in that movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he like reprogrammed the program so that the Klingons didn't have shields. Yeah it's the no win scenario. Yes. Mm -hmm. Found a way to cheat it. And that's basically what he did in this scenario. Mm -hmm.
2: To take down the Reliance Shields.
0: Yeah. So I was just curious if that was I don't know if like that was something J.J. Abrams made up for the new film or was that already established that he did that?
2: I actually don't know it's probably in because it could have it's been something. like a reference up to, to it. this point up to this point in star trek the kobayashi maru has not been mentioned until okay. this movie this movie is the first time it's it's named i believe yeah. eric's looking at me like maybe i mean right no now. i think you're right and I think you're right
1: <laughs> no and, and uh in, in that scene after the cut kobayashi maru uh spock actually says and your solution was um I think he says creative. creative? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: That sounds like something Spock would say. Yeah. Tyler, we're we're talking strange because you'll find out later. Um <laughs> <can't answer> <laughs> question,
3: there's lots Tyler. of foreshadowing. You and your questions we can't answer. Okay. Is that all we have to talk about with the shooty shooty bits? Uh I mean pretty much it's a cool ass scene. <laughs> like I like that like the the battle scenes in this yeah. movie, they they're kinda like submarine battles, you know? I think uh, this really like Yeah. Took it up a level as far as starship battles, you know, made them feel more realistic, I guess, you know,
2: they feel more tense to me, but they also feel a little slow. Well, yeah. A little like scuba diving. <laughs> <and Thunderbolt. laughs>
3: um, I don't know. They, this seems more real to me than like any of the space battles in Star Wars.
2: Yeah. Ooh. I thought you were going to say any of the space battles in original series. I disagree <laughs> with you on Star Wars because. I mean, this is this is the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek and why the shooty shooty bits of Star Trek are never interesting to me. Never interesting is Star Trek's ships are like they're like ship of the line. ships. they are like big destroyer type ships. And yeah, (laughs) Star Trek is skirmishes. Mm -hmm. And I think skirmishes are way more interesting for shooty shooty fights Mm -hmm. than watching just two battleships hammer away at each other.
3: Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is like dogfights oh, so. and stuff. It's aerial battles. It's like World War II aerial battles. Yeah, they're
2: aerial battles. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: they're different. But ships can't bank in space, so I feel like the Star Trek one adds. I mean, holds up a little bit more. Star Trek style of space battle. Because what can uh, ships can't bank and stuff? Like they can't move the way they do in Star Wars, like X wings. I mean, stuff. Uh, but... excuse
2: me. I mean, Ronald D. Moore and his Vipers from Battlestar Galactica would like to have a word with. Well, you. Well, they kind of explained sir. it in that with the way they have like the jets
3: on the, du- <laughs> you know, what I mean.
0: well, OK, so like I mean, spacecraft now have like reaction wheels in them. Sure. And then they just like work because of momentum. Mm-hmm. So I guess you just have to have a very heavy wheel spinning really fast <laughs> and then you can pivot. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they beam aboard Reliant Regular or regular one. one. I just want to get to this part. There's dead bodies hanging from the rafters. Yeah, I did not expect that. What the Uh
0: huh. That that shocked me. I was like, oh, shocked.
2: I know that that's coming, and it still shocks <laughs> me every time. Yeah, like it that don't that does not belong in my Star Trek. And it, like I, I don't like it. I don't like spoopy
3: things in my Star Trek. <laughs> this felt like a scene like from like an Alien movie, you know, like Alien, Aliens, Alien Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, from or from Firefly. From Firefly. <laughs> Yeah,
0: actually, that's probably a better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Chekhov was probably dead until he was just in a box. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah and Kirk calls him Pav.
2: Does he? I didn't notice that, that. Pavel. Huh, sure. I guess they've gotten closer since. Yeah, uh,
3: even though they're Kirk not Chekhov in the same
2: ship anymore. Got promoted. <laughs>
1: hmm. Yeah, he calls him Pav, um, and I was like. Oh, yeah, that's his first name. It's like a nickname for him because his first name yeah. is like... I can't Pavel. pronounce it. <laughs>
3: Pavel, I think. Pavel? Pavel?
1: Pavel? 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 Yeah, no, I, I always get it wrong. Um, uh, I, I said it one way and someone got angry at me that I was saying it <laughs> wrong once, so...
2: What a meaning. I just
1: call him Chekhov.
2: Um, so then they go down to the planet, yeah. right? Yep.
3: Oh, I thought we were on the plane already. (sighs) This part's...
2: Well, they're on the space station, and they're like... This is where they explain, they're like, hey, listen, um, Terrell's like, listen, they put bugs in our ears, and Kirk's like, bugs in ears? And he's like, yeah, I've got a bug in my ear. Chekhov's got a bug in his ear. I mean, you could call it Chekhov's bug if you wanted (laughs) to, but we're totally fine now. We're not brain-controlled or anything. Let's beam down to the planet together. It'll be cool. And then Khan's like, haha, JK, I am Mm mind-controlling you. And tries to make Captain Terrell kill everybody. Yeah. And Captain Terrell's like, alright, I will, but starting with me. <laughs> yeah,
0: and what setting does he have his phaser on? Because he just like obliterates all the way, himself.
3: Like he vaporizes yeah. himself. There's yeah,
2: man. Left.
0: But whatever setting he has it on, I'm assuming there's one setting higher. Because when the bug comes out of the ear, Kirk, I think, shoots the bug and it catches on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, this is basically where we leave it, right? Yeah, like,
0: sort of. Uh,
2: yeah, they're here. Well, the The Enterprise is going to take what did Spock say? Like six days to be fully operational.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, Kirk says like if they don't hear from them, to like go to like the nearest space station or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and he said within yep. an hour, right? Yeah. Kirk, Enterprise.
1: Spock here. The Captain
0: Spock, damage report.
1: Admiral, if we go by the book. Like Lieutenant Savick. hours could seem like days.
2: The situation is grave, Admiral. We won't have main power for six days. Auxiliary power has temporarily failed. Restoration may be possible in two days. By the book, Admiral. Meaning you can't even beam us back? Not at present. And so Khan's like, this is perfect, man. Like, you marooned me on a planet, and <laughs> it sucked and i've been trying to figure out like i've been trying to figure out how do i get my revenge on my old nemesis kirk i could just murder him but it'd be better if i got like revenge somehow oh i can maroon you on a planet this is great Let's see how you like that
3: <laughs> yeah maroon for all eternity in the center of a dead planet buried alive
1: buried alive buried alive
2: <laughs> so so if spock doesn't hear from kirk in the next hour he's going to get as much power as he can and leave. So Khan's like, sweet, sweet mm-hmm. victory. And then and then Kirk yells really loud. Like so loud that it echoes what did across you think space.
3: Of...
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did you think of Kirk yelling Khan, Tyler? This is an iconic moment from Star Trek.
0: It was good. I, I kind of... So... Khan's like i've done more than kill you i've hurt you and i'm like i'm trying to figure out like i mean i guess he killed a bunch of people he doesn't know yeah like he is marooned <laughs> but well there's a good chance he'll get out of it i don't know he embarrassed him by beating him in i a guess space battle?
3: Well, i, guess. I he don't know
0: like kirk didn't seem that hurt about it
3: i think it's implied that khan's <laughs> gonna go hunt down the enterprise and then kill everyone he knows so
0: yeah. That's his plan, I imagine. And then he's going to go use the Genesis device. And I always imagine the scene would take place after he killed someone that he knew. Hmm.
2: The, the
3: con yeah. scream? Oh,
0: yeah. He's like, you son of a bitch. Did you
2: also imagine that he would have been screaming it face to face with him?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not over.
2: Because that's something that... Yeah surprised me about it i'm like they're not even they're not even on yep. view screens at this point it's just on, yep. a, on a walkie-talkie
0: yeah i think it adds to it yeah Khan couldn't even appreciate his you know facial expression <laughs> <laughs> it's like a podcast
2: and it's such a good thing
0: <laughs>
2: um what else do we have anybody else have notes on this before uh, i have questions? one
0: thing we i wanted to talk about uh kirstie alley's character who i forgot her name savik yep yep yeah so when we first see her, like in the opening scene, I'm like, "Who is this? Well, why is she the captain now? I'm the captain now." Um, and then I was like, "Got to make that a meme." Like her ears are really big. Is she I have a note on a this vulcan. She doesn't really look very Vulcany.
3: Does anyone else know the answer to this? Because I have it. If you don't,
2: can we not spoil? Is is this a spoiler? I don't think it comes there? up. I don't remember. Okay. Pretty
3: positive it doesn't come up. If you guys are cool with it, okay. Or we could talk about it on the next one or the one after that
2: depending on, on which on that yeah. <laughs> um hey wouldn't it be fun if we didn't watch part two of <gasps> wrath of khan next and instead we no. just went back to the list <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me um no you can talk about okay Savick. okay I, I
3: I, this funny. doesn't really spoil anything i think but i want to point out that savik is half falcon half romulan and the movie forgets to tell us It's actually in the novelization, and it's in a deleted scene, but it's not brought up in the actual movie that got released, or the director's cut. Uh, So that kind of explains why she's a little bit emotional at times. Not that she's like a bad Vulcan, it's that she's not fully Vulcan,
0: you know? I don't know, and shouldn't she have a really bad haircut or something? (laughs) Because her hair's just kind of like normal.
2: (laughs) She gets her hair cut from her her father's side.
0: Her hair actually comes up as a plot point, because... yeah, Kirk and Bones are talking in the elevator about her. They're like, did she change her hair? I'm like, okay. Yeah,
2: because oh. Kirk wants to do her because
0: she's a woman. Yeah. And so Kirk, therefore, wants to have sex
2: with her. No arguments here. <laughs> <laughs> my big question for Tyler, which maybe that maybe other questions should come first if there are. But my, I mean, I guess the, big, the only question that can really be asked is like, what the heck do you yeah, think happens okay.
0: next? Yeah, so I took the time to write this out, and it it's kind of long. <laughs> um, I basically I picked like a few things I thought are gonna happen, mm-hmm. like, uh, and then I kind of tried to fill in the gaps. Okay, so I'm really curious about yeah. that. Uh, so I actually I had to rewrite this once because I wrote it forgetting that Kirsty Allen's character or Kirsty Alley's character was uh, on the planet with uh, Kurt. Yeah. And so I had her doing more stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, she can't
3: come to the rescue because she's trapped too.
0: Yeah. Buried alive. Buried alive. Let's read this. Let me drink some water because this is kind of long. <laughs> oh, like, I wrote a lot more than I planned to. But since I had to do the rewrite, I had to add in more stuff to like make things line up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got one thing sort of right and we can talk about it after okay. all right so <laughs> the enterprise heads back to a nearby space station for repair at the space station they discover a new as of yet unnamed ship is being built it's not combat ready but it's warp capable spock and a team of completely unnamed characters all related to scotty <laughs> plan to attack khan with enterprise while the second group led by sulu provides a distraction Before launching, Spock radios Sulu and says, You sure you know how to fly this thing? Sulu confidently responds, I could command this ship with my eyes closed. Uh, And Spock says, Please don't. As the Enterprise engages its warp drive and quickly arrives at Khan's location. Uh, Meanwhile, Sulu struggles to leave the dock. He yells to Scotty that he needs more power. Scotty yells back, She's giving it all she's got! (laughs) Realizing he is pretty much in a Kobayashi Maru scenario, Spock does the best he can. Khan almost immediately destroys the Enterprise killing Spock and all of the unnamed background characters. Mm. After killing Spock, Khan realizes that killing named characters is pretty neat and decides to use Genesis to kill Kirk while simultaneously turning his previous prison into a paradise. Sulu realizes he had the parking brake on and releases it just (laughs) as he hears the news about the Enterprise. (laughs) Given that the ship was at max power before it released the brake, it kind of just goes off randomly uh, by absolute pure luck. Sulu's ship ends up at um, it, City Alpha Five, mm-hmm. Sadie Alpha Five. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they decide to beam Kirk and etc. aboard, not knowing Kirk had already been rescued. Khan launches the Genesis mi- missile. I don't know what you <laughs> want to call it. Uh, <laughs> khan and a few men head down to their p- new planet to check it out meanwhile kirk Chekov, and kirsty alley retake the reliant <laughs> there they learn that the enterprise was destroyed and spock was killed along with every living member of scotty's family old enough to join starfleet <laughs> Faxulu sulu fell dimension before transporting them to the reliant uh kirk puts on his killing glasses sets his phaser to obliterate, and starts blasting, killing everyone who didn't go to the planet with Khan. Chekhov tries to convince Kirk to simply abandon Khan again, but Kirk <laughs> believes he is too dangerous to be left alive. Kirk commands Chekhov to take control of the Reliant while he finishes off Khan. <laughs> Kirsty Alley reminds Kirk of some Starfleet regulation that he can't beam down to a hostile environment alone. So he and Kirsty Alley beam down to City Alpha 5. Things are happening fast at this point, and it's really <laughs> unclear what... Happened to Bones? He's somewhere. He's fine. <laughs> <It's> uh, fine. <laughs> Kirk and Kirsty take out Khan's security detail easily, but their phasers run out of power <laughs> before they are able to take a shot at Khan. Khan laughs because he believes his genetically superior DNA gives him the upper hand. However, he forgets two things. One, He's lived on a lifeless planet for 15 years, eating rocks, the occasional earworm, and his wife that one time, but he's definitely blocked that one out. Two, Kirk knows Kirk food. It's a good fight. Kirk's aging body and Khan's malnourished body make them pretty evenly matched. Uh, Kirk's shirt gets ripped in the fight, and his painted on abs aren't that convincing. Uh, nevertheless, he wins when Khan gets eaten by a giant worm that rips through the ground, catching everyone by surprise. Special effects look I okay do? for the time. <laughs> uh, Kirsty grabs Kirk and yells to Scotty to beam them up. Scotty's now on the Reliant. It's revealed in the director's cut that he beamed himself over after losing all faith in Sulu's ability <laughs> to command the ship. Uh, time jump to Spock's funeral. <laughs> Bones is finishing telling the attendees a story about how Spock was a green-blooded, inhuman, logic-obsessed dipshit, but also his best friend. Wow. Bones breaks down crying and screaming, Damn it, he's dead, Jim, and there's no breaking him back. Like. Okay. Kirk walks Bones to his seat and consoles him. He then gets back up and gives an amazing speech complimenting Spock and all of the people he trained, and announcing that the ship Sulu used to save him will be Christian, the USS Spock. The crowd is a mixture of tears and shouts of excitement. Afterwards, Kirsty Alley tells Kirk, an ancient Vulcan legend where a Vulcan's consciousness was able to live outside of his body due to logic or feelings or something. Uh, <laughs> Kirk is like, did you change your hair? Also, why are you telling me this? she responds ignoring kirk's advances because i heard his voice call out in my mind logic dictates sulu's incompetence would eventually lead to the termination of one's life but why mine and the majority of the scots this is of course (laughs) this of course sets up the next film the search for spock where kirk takes the uss spock on a mission to the vulcan equivalent of valhalla to recover spock's consciousness which they plan to put in a normal sized spot overridden with guilt Sulu seeks a mental health provider who helps him work through his fillings missing the next film Scotty also sits out the next film, taking leave to spend time with his few remaining loved ones. <laughs>
3: <Jesus>. <laughs> so, 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 just to end. be clear, during the fight, does Kirk do a double-fisted, uh, you know, Kirk Fu move? You know he does. Yeah. Okay. Just making
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Incredible. I,
2: I'm so delighted by how many things happen if not in this movie in other parts <laughs> yeah. of star
0: trek like
2: <laughs> ridiculous things that you said i'm like yeah, that's like yeah. That one time.
0: <laughs> the only thing i think is going to be true is i think um oh, spock is going to be commanding the enterprise and he's going to be in a kobayashi maru like scenario with khan where there's no winning mm. i feel like th- that's going to come back i I'm so excited. Yeah. To see that. <laughs> and see all of Scotty's family killed. So
3: are you predicting that the enterprise is uh, destroyed?
0: Is that? Uh, I am. Okay. So I know okay. in into darkness, it's destroyed kind and of. into darkness is sort of ish related. Like yeah. it's sort of, you know, a reboot of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly destroyed. They like,
3: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, crashes fucked, done, into totally. like a city yeah. or something no that's that's the other ship that crashes oh
2: yeah those
0: the enterprise ship. like almost gets know. destroyed in that movie
2: but it gets yeah. hurt real bad
0: is there a point in that movie where they're on top of an enterprise-like mm-hmm. ship fighting sort of as it's cr- crashing into the well, earth
2: you're not that far <laughs> off you're, you're, you've you're got like three scenes yeah. that you've glued <laughs> together. If that did happen in that movie, it wouldn't yeah. be a shock
3: because things for like sure. that okay. happen in that movie. Something like that happens in the next movie, I think. Um, the third one. But that that's not the movie we're talking about <sighs> right now.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, how do we not just watch The Search for Spock after this? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We got to do the plugs and then get yeah, out of Yeah, I think
3: we're right? just about out of time. Yeah.
2: Like, I literally am going to go watch the second half of yeah, Raccoon like, tonight, I think. I kind of like, need I'm to. I'm very excited. It was hard right. to stop watching That's
3: like Avatar. when the movie starts to get good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like all build up. Yeah. Oh, wait. Right. Actually, there's a question sure. before we do plugs, Tyler. What do you well, think of yeah, Raccoon yeah, that's a good question. About? Is it good or bad or bad?
0: I, it's really hard to say. <laughs> Only seeing, you know, the first half of it... Um, yeah, so far I like it. I like that the characters are like aged up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not like they just tried to play them off as being the same age, yeah. you know? Like you you hey. see Kirk looks significantly different. Bones looks almost exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was old yeah. already.
1: Uh, if not in appearance mm-hmm. in demeanor.
3: I do yeah. really like um that theme of like, you know, accepting your age like, you know, like finding hope in the future even though you're past your prime i like the problem is that they bring it yeah. up again and again and again uh in other movies so we'll, we'll get to those eventually yeah yeah exactly in the next like, so it movies. becomes a little redundant but in this one it works really well
0: is it like in lethal weapon how yeah. uh, i forgot the character's name yeah he's <laughs> getting too old yes. for this shit in every movie and it's yeah, like it's exactly. been 20 years you were supposed to retire yeah. 20 years yeah. ago getting too old for this trick so all right my wife's yelling at chewy so that means it's time to wrap up the show uh you can listen to Mm -hmm. more of mc and troy on the best animated shows ever so far where they watch discuss and rank every cartoon ever so far based on its first three episodes you can find more of eric's work on epic Mm -hmm. fails of history that's epic with a k where he talks about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them and then we've got Podcasters Assembler. <laughs> uh, podcasters symbol, That is <laughs> Podcasters assemble. Yes. That's exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about James Bond, and you can submit for the movies. Go over to probablywork.com backslash podass the next one's to find awesome. out for more. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait will it be yes it will okay. be on this um, sorry i just had to say <laughs> it's a right. shame they
2: didn't get sean connery back just to say octopushy so true
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you can find links to everything i just mentioned in the show notes as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our discord channel where you can come chat with us about star trek and other stuff so yeah make sure you come back next week when we talk about the other half of this movie. And I'm sure it goes exactly like I predicted. <laughs> uh, so Troy, how do we end it? Uh, well,
2: apparently Sulu has piloted this podcast to certain death. So we need to beam over to the Reliant, like ASAP for to be out. <laughs>